I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tip to Tip with Lou and Chris. My name is still Lou. And my name was Chris. It was Chris, but now it's Johan. <laughs> now it's Sparkle. Sparkle? I've changed it to Sparkle. Sparkle. That's like, that's like your drag name. Exactly. Put some fucking eyeshadow on you and some fucking sequins over your eyebrow. That's hot. Throw some heels on your ass. Uh, episode 34. We're revving up, man. We're doing it. Today we're talking about Metro One, <laughs> which is a pretty generic fucking name. Um, let's just head right into the occupational breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth was open. I know. I love like trying to like see how long you'll wait. Like it looks like I'm gonna go occupational breakdown, <laughs> but then I don't do anything. This is your. Occupational breakdown. Who's that? What character is that? I don't know. That's Johan. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Johan. Uh, we're doing Metro One, my 32nd job. And uh, for some reason on my notes, I put down my first day was uh, March 20th of 2000. I don't normally put down what my first day was in my notes, so I don't know why I did right there, but there it is, official. Uh, my position held. I don't remember, but we're going to just call it directory assistance operator. <laughs> that sounds fucking fancy. My wage earned. Uh, I I was making 10 bucks an hour when I started. I got hired at 10 bucks an hour, and then I got a raise. I don't remember what the raise was to, but it was probably like another buck or two. That's pretty so, solid. Yeah, it was in that vicinity. And I worked there for just under a month. <laughs> we, got an- we got another one. It's like just barely under a month. So you're not working there anymore? I'm not. That's, that company definitely shuttered its doors in like 2008. So even if I had kept working there, I wouldn't be working there now. <laughs> but yeah, that was your occupational breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> you made a very strange face right then. Did I? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but it was good. You look like a big baby. <laughs> I'm a big baby. Yeah. You're bald, and I can't see your facial hair behind your uh, splash guard. It's Spl- not a splash <laughs> guard. <laughs> your pop filter. I like it. Splash. <laughs> What's the splash guards for like surgeries, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um. Yeah, so as I said on the last episode, I this was a temp agency hire. I answered an ad in the newspaper, so that tells you how old I am. That's a weird thought, man. I remember buying a fucking newspaper to get the wanted ads so I could circle that shit with like a big red magic marker, Holy like in the shit. movies and shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then you'd call, and then they'd tell you like where you had to go and when. 
it sounds so primitive <laughs> now. It is. I, my current job fucking, they didn't headhunt me, but some company sent me an email saying that they, that they were looking and that my resume was a good fit and I should apply there. And that's how I ended up with my current job. So things have changed a bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I called the ad in the paper and it turned out to be a temp agency that was hiring for this company called Metro one. I remember the interview was weird. Like it was a temp agency and they were like, normally when you get a, when you interview for a job, the person behind the desk is like a little suspicious. They're sort of trying to catch you. Like they're not, you know, necessarily trying to catch you, but they're on the lookout for inconsistencies or, you know what I mean? Yeah. At a temp agency, they want to hire you. They want to get you the job because they're going to make money off of you. Right. They have right, like a, right. a deal. So, Instead of viewing me like, hmm, is this guy good enough? It's like this guy. We're gonna make this guy good enough. <laughs> you well, know, whatever. Yeah, because they have the incentive. They wanna, yeah. you know, get paid. It for was it. different. This is the first time I ever had that experience, and it was interesting. For instance, and this is kind of funny because, like I said in the last episode, when I applied at Harris Bank, and they gave me a typing test, which I failed horrifically. <laughs> and then at this temp job, they gave me a typing test because as a 411 operator, you're having to like look things up on the, the fly real quick. So I had to be able to type shit. They gave me a typing test and they let me cheat on it. <laughs> like, I, I, I just remember being like, wait, what? She's like, just go ahead and type. And just when you're done, uh, put the number in right here. How long it took you. And she's like, no, just remember, you have to get it. You have to finish it within this amount of time. Like she told me what time I need to do it by. She's like, but just fill it in right here when you're done. And then she left the room so she couldn't see me cheat. So I literally wow. just fucking typed everything up. And then I just wrote in the time she told me. And then I was like, I'm done. And then she, <laughs> and then she came back and she's like, good job. <laughs> I was like, bitch, why are we even doing this? Like, just fucking just tell them I passed it. Why are we why are we doing all this play acting? But, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Needless to say, I got that job. And I think it was probably, like, I did this interview while working at Tower Records in Schaumburg. And then I quit Tower Records abruptly, as described in the previous episode of this podcast. (laughs) And then, like, within days, I got the call that I got hired, that they were going to take me. So it was not very long from one to the other. Yeah, so I something kind of funny I, I found out after working at Metro One for a couple of weeks when they I went from being a Tim employee to being a full time like a real employee they that's when they gave me the raise and then the person that I was talking to was like some some sort of an, a corporate employee like told me that they were paying fifteen dollars an hour for me when I was at the Tim agency. Whoa! Because I I think I questioned like you do you give all your employees raises like right away like this and they're like no but you know you came from from the temp agency so we are paying you slightly less than we pay higher new hires when they come directly because we're paying the temp agency 15 bucks an hour so they're making five bucks an hour off of you as long as you're a temp so it's we're saving money by making you a full employee (laughs) and i was like i'll take it but yeah that was kind of after i had been working there for a, a couple of few i remember that the training supervisor the, the, during my training week was ridiculously hot really like distractingly hot yeah <laughs> i remember coming home and, and telling tammy that like listen 
<laughs> I gotta be honest, this tra- this chick is hot. And I remember Tammy like joking, like, oh, I guess I got some competition. Like that kind of <laughs> you know, like thing. Yeah. Taking it in stride, like the stud of a woman she was and is. But uh yeah, this chick was not at all interested in me, that's for fucking sure. Where was this place at? This place was in a like an industrial park in Prospect Heights. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying like if you went south on Milwaukee from like our area of Wheeling. Geography the podcast. Exactly. It's been a while since we did geography, didn't it? <laughs> it's been a while. But yeah, if you went south on Milwaukee and then got into like the Mount Prospect area and then like took a right on one of those streets. I can't remember the cross streets. I know where it is on a map. Sure. Um, I'm just too lazy to look right now. I'll tell you what, you know how I've been updating the I'm sure you haven't looked really, but the website, there's like a little additional content area. And I put in fucking, like, pictures and shit in there. Uh, and there's pictures in there that I haven't sent you. Just because they're, like, I'll take a screenshot off Google Street View of the fucking place that the job was. Yeah. Like, if I can find a picture of then, I will. And then, like, a comparison, like, then and now. But, yeah, I, you could fucking see that shit eventually. When I when I put this episode up, I'll put a picture up the, of the fucking building it was in. Because I can still find it on a map. Awesome. Prospect Heights. I think maybe Mount Prospect, but those fuckers are so close together. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, yeah. It wasn't too far a drive from, it actually was really close to where I went to night school. Actually. Mm. There used to be a photos, hot, photos, hot dog over there that I used to eat at occasionally too. Okay. But, but I digress. <laughs> um, something funny that I remember. So the job itself was for a, this company Metro one basically did, 411 like operator service for three or four different cell phone companies Mm. so like i don't remember which companies there was like two that i had heard of and two that i hadn't heard of you know that kind of thing yeah and so yeah they they, someone would dial 411 on their fucking cell phone and they get charged a ridiculously high amount and then they'd talk to me and they'd be like hey where's a fucking italian restaurant near this and i'd like have magic fingers and we had to learn a whole like short form language to like shortcuts you'd have like keyword shortcuts so we'd have our computer station with the fucking app the program that they use for their directory service and you would type in like three or four letters for each of these keywords so if somebody said like i want an italian restaurant near this this intersection and you type in like fucking itl dash res dash you know kind of thing like yeah, you yeah. have so the first week was like us learning the basics of these and the more you did it the easier it'd get the more you'd remember the more you'd learn every time you learned like five or six new ones you know you'd start using them you'd fuck around a little bit when you had a chance and like look things up just for yourself yeah it was kind of interesting at first but after we finished our training, what does this sound like torture? <laughs> it sounds like um, we're coming to the end. <laughs> and we're only on week one right now, man. I told you it's at least a month. Like, you know, we have at least three weeks of this. Uh, yeah, I the first week was mostly training. Like the first three days was probably all classroom. And then we get out on the fucking floor and we sit at a... a a station we each got our little station we'd have our headset and everything uh we had to we had to pre-record our intros for each carrier because we didn't know which where the person was calling from yeah so we had to pre-record a message that said like hi this is gabriel from you know or i can't remember but it was like we would say our name 
and then the carrier who we were who they were using so that when they called us they would hear like it would be consistent with their carrier right and so every time we'd answer a call this pre-recorded message would play of us saying our intro our name and the carrier that we were with and you'd hear it every time <laughs> so it was like very surreal to just hear myself fucking talking every single call for like three seconds before each call well let me ask but, you too yeah. i mean because this was early with cell phones and shit yeah um early-ish right um yeah, this is this was 2000 i didn't own a cell phone at this point how how often were you on the phone constantly Get, really constantly from the, the time that you put active on the monitor on the like station Call, hang up, call, hang up, call, hang up. Fuck. Sometimes the call calls were like 30 seconds. Sometimes the calls were like two minutes. Sometimes the calls were like eight minutes. Sometimes the calls were like 15 seconds because the person would get pissed off and tell you go fuck yourself, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Sometimes you like weren't fast enough. You couldn't find the thing they were looking for. Like, you know, they'd call you for all kinds of shit. So it would be like sometimes it would be a person's phone number. Sometimes it would be to get an address. Sometimes it would be... Fucking all kinds of stuff. I had people call for the weather. <laughs> like, just all kinds of shit, dude. Okay. And it was pretty expensive. It wasn't... It wasn't... It's weird to imagine. Like, back in the day, you could pick up your phone and call 411, right? On a cell phone back in the day, if you called 411, you get charged like a dollar just to call. You know? Just like outright a buck. Wow. I remember my dad got really pissed off at my sister because she was fucking calling 411 all the time on the cell phone that he was paying for and it was like running up the charges or something. So it was a pretty expensive service. Yeah. But yeah, I had people fucking call me an idiot call me a fucking asshole, like all kinds of stuff. Just get irritated with me cause I couldn't find shit or I was like, I'm sorry. I can't find I can't find that listing. That kind of thing. You know, did you ever get heated over it? No, I usually would just hang up on them if they were being cunty. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm done with this conversation. It was all being recorded, obviously, and occasionally we would, like, have uh, the training person would bring us into their office and, like, play us something and talk about what happened and ask us questions and tell us, like, ways we can improve or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of stressful. You know what I mean? For sure. I got to, I got to the point where I was sort of dreading pretty quick. <laughs> and But I was trying to make money, and during the first – my first weeks – on. So basically my second week there, I worked like 9.30 in the morning until 2 in the morning shifts because they were they needed the, the help. And so I was like, I'll just get fucking crazy overtime. Holy so, fuck. Yeah, so I was working like fucking crazy long ass 16-hour days. Oh, my God. And yeah, and doing that for fucking the whole time answering calls. Just like no downtime except for your two 15-minute breaks and your half-an-hour lunch break was the only time you weren't taking calls. That's fucking unreal. Yeah, it was gross. I actually lasted there longer than I should have, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, it started to get really monotonous and boring, and you could never, like, I couldn't talk to my coworkers at all and get to know anybody, you know, other than during break. Yeah, it's not really social. It's not a social environment. No, it wasn't. And you know what's fucking funny? I was actually not going to tell this story. But I don't know <laughs> if I've ever told you this story before, and I think it's kind of interesting. And I hope that it doesn't paint uh, my wife in a bad light. <laughs> it's going to paint me in a bad light. So I'm going to tell you 
I'm going to tell you how I quit, actually, what happened. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you what I remembered happening until I read my journals. Because it's going to, two things here. One, you're going to find out that when I start to tell you jobs that I don't have journal entries to reflect on, (laughs) half of what I'm telling you is probably going to be the unreliable narrator. Yeah. Because it's just what I remember. But it's also interesting to see how fucking twisted the mind can be with memories. Because I have a pretty good memory, you know? I I haven't done a lot of drugs and I don't drink. And, you know, I, I remember a lot of shit normal people don't remember from their past, especially early days yeah but i am fallible as fuck and i'm gonna show you that in in one second here so during my fourth week i got sick at work and i tried to stick it out the whole day and like with 15 minutes left in my shift i got up and went threw up in the toilet like puked my guts up in a fucking toilet at work which is the worst yeah and so i went and i asked my manager if I could just knock out early, like, Hey, I'm, I'm sick. I just threw up in the bathroom. I'm really not. Well, I can, I, I only have 15 minutes left. Can I bounce? And the fucking guy was like, if you leave, it's going to count as a sick day. And you only had like a certain amount of sick days. What? It wasn't like PTO where you could just take 15 minutes of PTO. Like my current job, if I leave 15 minutes early and I want to be paid for it, I'll just take 15 minutes of PTO. Right. But nobody would say shit. It wouldn't matter at all. But yeah, he was like, if you leave, you can leave. But if you leave, it's going to count as a sick day. And I'm like, so I can leave, but you're going to dock me basically a whole sick day. Or I can stay 15 minutes after I just barfed my guts out and basically take like two or three more calls and then leave. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm out of here. Thank you. And I didn't even quit. I just went home and took the sick day. Like, fuck you, I'll, I'm going to leave 15 minutes because, you know, the wrench, right? For all of you that have seen Goodwill Hunting, I, I will take the wrench if every you give me the opportunity. Yeah, every time. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the sick day, man, just because I know you think I'm not going to. So I'll fucking, yeah, eat, eat shit. I'm leaving. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. I left. And I was already thinking about quitting at that point. But then if, that was like the straw that broke the cam- camel's back. And I'm like, fuck this place. But I had like made a commitment to myself after my many quittings that I wasn't going to quit till I got another job. Oh, okay. Right. Where, and so, are you still living with Dan at this point? Yeah. At this point, I'm still living with Dan and, and Mike and Ed in the apartment in Palatine. Okay. So I started just fucking putting resumes in everywhere after that sick day thing that happened. And like exactly a month after my first day, I got an interview at my next job, which I'll tell you at the end of the episode. (laughs) And they offered me the job like immediately. And I was like, yep, I'll take it. And I never went back to Metro One. That's what actually happened. Here's what I remember happening. (laughs) And this is this is going to be this is going to make me look like a fucking idiot. But this is really what I remembered. And it's not what fucking happened. So. This is like, you know, early in my relationship with Tammy. And I, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I was straight edge. I was very like anti-drugs, anti-drinking. It wasn't for me. Then I met her and we started dating and she was a lot more loose about stuff. She had done some stuff. She still did some stuff. She was a social drinker. It was like not a big deal for her. And I really grew. I was like not, it didn't bother me. She made me comfortable with it, generally speaking. But this one day, she'd, like, gone out for one of her friend's birthday parties the night before and got fucking shit-faced, which is very, very unusual. And 
thinking back, we've been together, me and her, in 20 years. She's been drunk that much, like, twice, and the last time was probably around this time. Wow. So she doesn't get drunk. She's just not, it's not her thing. I didn't know that at the time. It was like we'd been together for, you know, four months or whatever. So she got really drunk. I didn't know anything about it. It was the night before. I was at work. I called her from work to, like, I'll be, you know, hey, I, I missed you, that kind of shit, like cutesy stuff. And she was like super unpleasant, right? <laughs> like she was hungover as fuck. She was not in the mood for my kind of like my brand of, of affection right then in that moment. And she, you know, like in my memory, she was kind of unpleasant to me and it hurt my feelings. And I, I hung up the phone with her after she basically told me, like, how about you give me some space? <laughs> and, oh. and, in my memory, I was so distraught and upset that she was that she had mistreated me because of her alcohol poisoning or whatever you'd call whatever the actual physical b- being hungover is. And I think it is a version of alcohol poisoning, right? It's just a very mild case. I was so upset and hurt by what happened that I like I had to go home. I just couldn't deal with that place anymore. And then I never went back. That's how I remembered it happening. Right. Wow. Like in my brain, before I started looking at these journals, I thought that I quit that job because she was hungover and was mean to me on the phone. And I was so sensitive and tore up by it that I just couldn't face another minute there. Oh, what was me? I clutched my pearls and I ran out of the fucking (laughs) Metro one. Right. That's what I fucking remembered. And then I read my journals and I'm like, yeah, I wrote about that. I was like, yeah, she was she was kind of mean to me and like i was like what the fuck and then i just finished my day and then the next day or whatever like we had to talk about it and she was like yeah sorry i was hung over and maybe you should be a little less codependent and i'm like yeah you're probably right and we both were fine and then like (laughs) a week and a half later i had where i got sick at work and the 15 minutes and the whole sick day thing happened and that's what kind of pushed me over the edge but i had forgotten all about that second part my brain had just fucking twisted this story into like I quit because I was ravaged by grief from this. <laughs> Isn't that fucking ridiculous? Isn't you know that what? Crazy. It's it's crazy that you remember it happening and it didn't actually happen. But it, it's not like you to say. I mean, if something happens or you're in a fight, like I'm not. I'm I'm kind of similar to that. Like if I get into a fight with my wife and then I'm like out in a social situation. I'm just like, fuck this. Yeah. You know, it's, it wouldn't be weird for you to say, fuck, you know, no, it, you know, it would not be out of character for me to, to be annoyed with some sort of like exterior thing and just be like, fuck this place. Right. That, that, that's what, I mean, it's a believable that I might've done that, but it's fucking (laughs) weird that I didn't do it. And I was giving myself the credit for it. You know, like I was taking the credit for doing that in my mind. Now, obviously, I don't look back on that and think, like, that would have been awesome if I had done that. To me, I look back on that moment, and it's like, it was a learning experience for me. I had not dealt with that a lot. I've never been hung over myself, per- personally. I don't know what it's like. I know it's unpleasant, right? I've been sick before, so I oh, know dude, how it feels horrible. to have a fucking headache and be nauseous and all that. And I, I remember being hurt by the fact that she was, like, kind of rude to me. But, uh, yeah, like that I somehow like remembered it the way I remembered it is just so fucking funny. I remember myself being a a baby, you know what I mean, basically? And I don't know if that's like guilt over the fact that I was kind of a baby. Mm. 
you know, like I, like I've given my, I've basically punished myself using fake memories, remembering myself being more of a bitch than I actually was just because I think I was kind of a bitch. Cause there was definitely time, dude, the beginning of my and Tammy's relationship, there was a lot of highs, right? Like super awesome. Like the, the best, like I was so happy. I, I, remember feeling that way and then reading my journals I definitely felt that way I was like I've never felt like this I'm so lucky I can't even believe how lucky I am that I met her and that she actually feels about me how I feel about her and all that kind of shit but there was some fucking moments of darkness for sure where I, you know, I came on way too fucking strong and she was being very um careful because she had a son and she didn't want like a revolving door of dudes coming through. So she was like really trying to keep me kind of at arm's length in the beginning. That's and, hard. Yeah. And so there was like these, there'd be like these two week, three week chunks where everything was fucking perfect. And I, I couldn't believe my luck. And then on week four, she was like, we need to fucking take this down a notch, dude. This is a little too intense for me. And I was like too intense. And then I'd leave her a fucking love note on the hood of her car, you know, in the snow, when she came out of work, there'd be a fucking envelope in a baggie under her windshield wiper with me de declaring my undying love, you know, that kind of thing. Dude, you I'm are being, a fucking pussy. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being a little bit dramatic, but I did do that. Yeah. hundred percent. I fucking drove from Schomburg or sorry, from Palatine to Stratford mall at like nine at night. So I could leave her a fucking love note on her car. So when she came out of work, there'd be like, and I put it in a fucking baggie because it was snowing out and I didn't want it to get wet. How'd that work out for you? I mean, she saved all those fucking notes I wrote her. And it, I mean, we were in love. We've been together 20 years. Obviously it worked out <laughs> great. But there was some moments where she was a little suspicious of my, <laughs> my, uh, she'd never met anybody who was as extreme as me. And I, you know, we, we've, we talked about before we got on mic tonight about me being very forward and like direct and I didn't, I didn't play it cool with her. You know what I mean? I just told her like, listen, you're the fucking coolest. Like you're the best. I, I don't want to not, I want to be with you all the time. So as much as you'll give me, I'll take it. And some days she's like, I want to give you all of it. And other days she's like, I'm going to save a little bit for me. <laughs> so but yeah, I I remember this fucking job, quitting this job in a way that was very unflattering to me and it wasn't accurate. It's fucking hilarious. So at some point in the future of this podcast, we're going to come to a point where I have another memory story that's very unflattering. And then we're going to do like an alternate version <laughs> where like maybe that happened or maybe it was this because <laughs> who the fuck knows really, you know. And very soon, I, I didn't write in the journals forever. I think pretty much the next, we got another maybe five or six jobs before I start to go off book a little bit. It starts to be a little harder to come up with the details and the facts. But I remember enough that it'll be a fun podcast still. So, <laughs> And also you think this the closer it gets to current day, the easier it'll be to remember. We'll find out if that's true. Exactly. But either one, I, I fucking quit my job and I, I don't think I gave two weeks I don't think I fucking called them I think I just didn't show up anymore and luckily I keep getting jobs where they're probably used to that <laughs> oh you know what fuck working for a place who has no compassion 15 minutes are you kidding me I dude? thought that was crazy dude yeah I thought that was nuts and like I said my current job if I like anytime if I just went up to my boss and I was like hey I'm not feeling well, I'm gonna bounce out of here he'd be like okay cool feel better yeah that's awesome 
Um, I also work at a place where if I go over on PTO, like if I use too much of it, then, uh, you know, for sick days, then I'll potentially be fired. But it's a pretty fucking wide margin. Okay. So, yeah, that's fair. I think it's fair. What do we give this uh, place on the PP meter? This one's a three for me. This one's a three. It's not... I'm Again, I'm not breaking rocks, you know, I but I really... I dreaded it. You know what I've realized? The PP scale is very directly related to how much dread I felt going to that job at the end. You as, know, as it should. Yeah. So that's really. It's not so much about like how bad it was or how badly I was mistreated or, you know, whatever. It, it, it's really more like how little did I want to go back that last time. And <laughs> this one was a fucking three. It was pretty pretty low on the scale. I really. That was one of those jobs where I'd get a headache just thinking about going there, you know? Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that for years. So, fuck that. Uh, you're going to laugh. I think you already did laugh when I told you about this next job before, but the next place we're going... You don't have any more questions, by the way, about that fucking Metro One, do you? I mean, you don't have any other stories or anything interesting. Uh, no, I told you everything that I can remember. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, so the next time we're going to go to uh, Jenny Craig Weight Loss Center. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that's, that's the next job I got. Oh, my God. It's going to be fucking epic. <laughs> Boy, so, uh, boys got to eat, I guess. Yeah, I know. I grab your fucking grab your points and your fucking <laughs> scale, and I'll meet you <laughs> next episode to talk about fat people. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, man, I'll take you there next time. All right. Check you later.